Sunday morning. This is going to be called Reboot Sunday. We keep having to reboot here. So anyway, you turn to John chapter number one and Mark chapter number four, and I will open this up in prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this great church. Thank you for our technicians back there that's going to get everything working for us. Lord, help me to deliver this. Help us to receive it and understand it. Lord God, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen, amen. Well, Pastor Brent has been on a series on Sunday mornings entitled Light for the Journey, Navigating Life Through God's Word. And uh, when I sought the Lord and said, what do you want me to, uh, to teach on uh, Sunday morning? He just brought that to mind and said, I want, to, want you to keep on going with that. So what I'm saying here is for the born-again believer, the Word of God has got to be paramount in our life. There is nothing more powerless than a hunter with a gun and no bullets. Come on. So when he sees the game, all he's going to be able to do is run after it and try to beat it to death. That's the, that's the Christian that does not know the Word of God. Without a constant guidance from the Word, we will not understand the kingdom of God, nor will we be able to navigate the kingdom of God. Here's how John wrote and said how we were brought into the kingdom of God. Now watch this. So John writes to the church and he says, Here's how we were brought into the kingdom of God. John chapter 1, verse number 12, he writes this. He says, but as many as received him, as received Jesus, to them he gave the right, the, the Greek word is the free will choice, to become children of God. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born, watch this, not of blood, not, not family relation, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but completely of God. Here's what he said. We did not do this by ourselves. We believed in Christ. And because of that, God gave us the free will choice to go deeper and further into the kingdom. Now watch this. We heard a message of God's word concerning salvation through Christ, and we chose to receive that gift. And I've taught on this before, and I want to say Christianity is a horrible religion. Look at your neighbor and go, ah, it's a terrible religion. Do you know why it's a terrible religion? Because it isn't a religion. Oh, it's a kingdom. It's a different kingdom than we were born in the natural into. So when we believe in Christ and receive the Holy Spirit into our life, God transfers us to another kingdom. That's why it's not a religion. Everything else that they talk about is a religion. But this is a kingdom. Now watch this. To be able to operate in the kingdom of God, we're given the Holy Spirit 
so we can begin to see and understand the things that once we were blind to. So here's Christianity in a nutshell. In a moment of time, we were born again by the Holy Spirit. We were then transferred immediately to another kingdom. And then we were given supernatural gifts, supernatural traits that are beyond the people of this lost world. And watch this. Then our understanding was opened up to the book of heaven. Watch this. Watch. Watch. From the initial rebirthing experience, we were given a free will choice to go as deep as we want into the kingdom of heaven. Do you realize? Watch. Watch. Bob goes back to work because he's old and retired and decides to go back to work. And his new employer says, you can make as much money as you want here. How much you want to make? Bob says, ah, 10 bucks an hour is good. How many knows you don't want to be Bob? <laughs> the boss says, no, 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 Bob. You don't understand. Just name it. How much do you want? Bob says, 20. We still don't want to be Bob, do we? <laughs> A lot of us in the kingdom of God are being Bob. Okay? God says from this point on, you can go as deep, as high as involved as you want to be in the kingdom of God. Now watch, watch. Here's the purpose of this book. Romans 10, 17 says this, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith comes by hearing the revelations of what God is already giving. Hmm? And here's what we've got to remember. The things of Christianity are based on revelations that are hidden from the world. Go over, go over to, uh, uh, back to the left, and, and look at Mark. We've covered this a lot. Mark chapter number 4. Jesus is teaching, and he's teaching in parables. And his disciples come to him at night, and they say, why do you always teach in parables? Here's what he said. Watch this. Um, Mark chapter 4, verse number 11, and Jesus said to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables. Watch this. Before I was born again, before I was transferred into the kingdom of God and given the ability to understand this book, I thought it was actually a book of stories. Yeah. You, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just a book. It was cool stories. You know, my mother didn't go to church. She knew a couple of the stories and she would tell us and then she'd punish us with it. You know, God's going to get you kind of stuff. <laughs> but once I was born again, 
It's about a week later. I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I'm reading the Bible, and I ran and got a notebook and a pen, and I started writing some stuff down. Somebody said, what are you doing? I said, I just, this is so cool. Look at this. Look at this, you know. And I realized I began to understand what this book was saying. Now watch, watch. When you accepted Christ, you were given the Holy Spirit to understand, listen, everything in this book. You can go as deep as you want into the kingdom. Go over to uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 17. 1 Samuel 17. See, our original design, God created Adam originally to operate in faith in his word. God would speak, Adam would uh, react in faith, and he would do what God said and gain the reward that God promised. That's why mankind breaks down under stress and fear. Am, am, am I right, Doc? Mankind is not designed to operate in fear and stress. We're, we're not made to do that, you see? That, that's why when we have stress and fear in our life, everything begins to break down. We can actually uh, be susceptible to disease um, really easy when, when we're under stress and, and strain. We're not built for that. Now see, watch, for the children of God, I'm, I'm talking to Christians this morning. For the children of God, stress and fear is having faith that the curse still affects you in your life. Hmm? We, we, we had a situation, uh, uh, our, our daughter uh, got, got sick and just recently um, had a bout of something and... and the first thing that the natural says is, oh, what's going to happen here? And here's what Holy Spirit, I, I uh, told Jody, I said, here's what Holy Spirit said to me just now. Fear is having faith in the curse. Come on, somebody say amen. Fear is having faith that the curse is still, still working in your life. Um, uh, let me say something here. There, how many knows there are giants in the land and they will speak to you at every opportunity? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Old preacher said, you know, somebody said, well, you're speaking to your wallet? He said, if I don't, the devil will. Huh? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Watch, watch. The purpose of the demonic, the giants in the land, their purpose is to speak destruction into our lives. Now watch this. Watch. Here, here's why they speak this. A Christian repeating what the giant says cancels their own kingdom benefits. It cancels it. See, here, here's why. <laughs> um, the enemy will speak to us and say, here's the tragedy that's going to happen. 
in every area of our life. Paul wrote to the church and said, you are an ambassador of Christ. See? Now watch. If you've received Christ into your life, if you're born again, like it or not, you're an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. I, I said, <laughs> my daughter Shiloh, yeah, we, had, we had sons, one daughter. If somebody said your kid's in trouble, it was Shiloh. Yeah. She was the one that got busted for snuff. The boys are doing nothing. Shiloh's jumping out of airplanes without a parachute to see if it really would work. You see? That's, that's, that's the way she was. And, and she said, she got in trouble one time. <laughs> I brought her in and I'm chewing her out. And she said, what, what's the matter? And I said, you represent my home. Like it or not, you're mine. And you represent my home. Listen, like it or not, we are His. And we are ambassadors of that kingdom. So the purpose of the enemy is to find an ambassador that will speak the same destruction that he's speaking. Hmm? Living in fear after redemption will cause us to agree with our mouths that Canaan is real, but we can't have it. Remember when uh, they sent, Moses sent the 12 spies over into Canaan. And we all know the story. The, the 12 came back. Two said everything was there, just like God said, just like he promised. Let's go get it. The other 10 said everything's there, just like God promised. We saw it with our own eyes. Here's some of the produce of it, but we can't have it. Watch. Here's, here's the whole picture of them sending spies over into Canaan. Here's what God wanted them to see. Stanley, you can have what you see. That's God's message to the body of Christ. You can have what you see. Now, we can go in there and see it and say, you know what? That preacher said God promised this, and right there it is. I read it. I've been in Canaan. I looked at this thing. It's there. Oh, but I can't have it. Hmm? I'm going to agree with my mouth what the enemy has said to me. And as an ambassador of Christ, I'm going to cancel everything God has for me. Look at your neighbor and say, I promise I won't be mad at him. <laughs> Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. Look at, now, David is facing off with Goliath. This is a picture of the church facing off with the demonic. Now watch this, verse number 10. Again, the Philistine, Goliath, the giant, said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Watch, watch, this is key. Give me a man that we may fight together. Understand this. 
Redeemed men and women are ambassadors and those demonic forces are looking for a human being in the church that will agree and be afraid of what the giant says. The position of the giant is to look for an ambassador who will agree with their own defeat. And here's the result he's looking for. Verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and they were greatly afraid. How many knows who I'm talking about when I say there are giants in the land and they will speak to you destruction? Hmm? A giant is looking for somebody, an ambassador of the kingdom, who will repeat what he just told them. Hmm. Listen, David, verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, Mm, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have taunted. Mm? And look what he does, look what he does. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and remove your head from you and I will give the dead bodies of the army of Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hmm. I love this. Verse 48. Then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. Listen, when's the last time when the doctor called or the bank called or the kids called or the grandkids called? We rose up and said, this is the last day this will ever affect my life. I meet you in the name of the Lord. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, it will be granted. Hmm. We need, we need to uh, turn, turn back to John chapter number four. Um, hmm. Have you ever? Hmm. Y'all know what a Christian smart butt is? <laughs> so, you know smart? Y'all know butt? Okay. Here, here's what a Christian smart butt does. I've been a Christian smart butt in my day. Here's what Christian smart butts do. I know what God says. But. Huh? That's being a Christian smart butt. Huh? What you're saying is, I know what God says, but no, it ain't going to happen in this one. Let me read you something. Let me read you something here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Huh? The word of God says this. It says, don't let me catch you on this, all the promises of God, Watch. 
Here's what it says. All the promises of God are yes in Christ. And we say the amen. And that brings glory to God. If we don't know this book, how are we ever going to say, here's the problem, here's the answer, amen? Hmm? If we don't... Okay. Stanley and Jody has a fight. And I say to Jody, what happened? She said, Stanley was mean to me. Now, I'm not going to get Stanley's word. I'm just going to believe Jody. Now, what am I believing? Stanley was mean. You bad Stanley, you. (laughs) But if I go to Stanley, I'm going to say, I just told her her hair was messed up and she got mad at me. (laughs) There are two sides to the story. How many is hearing the enemy say one side? Huh? There's another side. Mm. <laughs> uh, John chapter 4. Did you find that? John chapter number 4. Jesus is, uh, I, I taught this a while back in deep dive. We had a good time that night. You ought to be at deep dive. You ought to just show up for that. Here's one of the greatest gifts Jesus ever offered to the church. He's he's traveling through Samaria, and he stops at a well. We all know the story. And normally, we focus on the fact that a Gentile woman became an evangelist and evangelized the whole town for Jesus. But I want to show you here, look at which well Jesus met the woman at. Uh, John chapter 4, look at verse number so he came to the city of Samaria called Sychar near the partial ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph and Jacob's well was there so Jesus being wearied from his journey was sitting at the well it was about the sixth hour now biblically water represents either a word from you or God's word or a word from the enemy. Water represents the word. Let me, let me show you an, an example here. This is, this is what I showed him at uh, Deep Dive. Um, you can write this, this down. Second Chronicles 32. Don't lose your place in John chapter 4. Um, Second Chronicles 32. Um, the enemy comes in and um, they're going to just sack the city. They're, they're going to destroy it. And um, Hezekiah sees that Sennacherib is going to come in and he, he said he's going to destroy the city. Now, here's, here's the thing. Um, Sennacherib surrounds the city And nobody can get in, nobody can get out. But the water, the well, is inside the city. And Hezekiah realizes without water, the enemy can't continue the fight. 
Don't you know, without your words, the enemy cannot continue the fight. Hmm? So he gets all the people together and they stop up the well so no water can come out. And here is his famous words. Watch this. Um, verse number 4 in Second Chronicles 32. So many people assembled, stopped up all the... See, this is, this is why... Every once in a while, Jody and I'll get something and, you know, we're facing something and I'll call the pastor and I'll say, here's what I'll say. I'll be honest with you. Don't put this on the prayer chain. You know why? Last time I went on the prayer chain, five people had me dead. Huh? I don't need that kind of words spoken over me. You hear me? He says this, he said, watch, so many people assembled and stopped up all the springs and the stream which flowed through the region, saying, watch, why should the kings of Assyria come and find our water? Never give the enemy your water. Water represents your words. Never give the enemy your words. That's what he's looking for. Are you hearing me? He's speaking to you what he wants to see in your life and all he needs is for you to speak the same thing he's speaking to you. Remember the, the, the wedding in Canaan? And they ran out of wine. Wine represents moves of the Holy Ghost. Have you ever wanted to see a move of the Holy Ghost in your life? Have you ever wanted that? So they run out of wine. And Jesus tells them, take jars, take the earthen vessels. That is a picture of man in the Bible, earthen vessels. And he says, fill those earthen vessels with water. What's the picture we're looking at here? Take the human being and fill him up with words. And it said they filled them up to the brim. So when the servants went to get what had went in as water, what came back out was wine. Here's the picture Jesus was showing us. You fill this earthen vessel to the full with the water of the word. And a move of the Holy Ghost will come right back out. Huh? Mm. My goodness, somebody say amen. John chapter 4, verse number 7. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jacob's well Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food therefore the Samaritan woman said to him how is it that you being a Jew ask me for a drink since I'm a Samaritan woman for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans and Jesus said to her if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Let me tell you something. The last time the enemy spoke to you, if you would have asked him, 
he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw from this, and this well is deep. Where then do you get living water? He said, watch, here's the question of the ages. You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Now watch. Jacob's well represents the world and the demonic. Jesus said, I have a different kind of water. I have water that will cause you. Watch, watch. Verse 14, but whoever drinks of this water that I will give him shall never thirst, but water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. How weak would the church become if we decided we were going to drink out of both wells at the same time? You know, one day I'll, I'll take the world's words. One day I'll just receive what the enemy is telling me is going to happen to me. Maybe the next day I'll go to church and get a little bit of word from God in me. But then Monday's here and I don't have time to get in that word. You know how busy we are. So I'll just turn on CNN and find out what's really going to happen to me. How weak do you think the church would be if we started to drink out of both wells? Here's what would happen. We would have to begin to change what God says to fit our life. Hmm? We, we would have to convince ourselves that, that things that used to be wrong is now right. Therefore, God's okay with wrong. And we would have to believe that God doesn't care how we live. We would have to believe that God doesn't care if we get sick. God doesn't care if we go broke. God doesn't care if we live contrary to him. And here's the worst part of it. If we don't know this word, we wouldn't even realize we were in rebellion to God. Here's the most challenging question every generation has ever had to answer. Verse number 12. You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Is this word greater and more powerful than the words of the world, the words of the enemy? Hmm. I want to close with just something I, I did at Deep Dive here. Um, how many would agree with me that the Word of God has the breath of the Holy Spirit in it? Huh? How many would agree that when you read this book, the voice of God, the breath of God, the Spirit of God is in those words? And see... Have you ever picked up the Bible or, or you're even listening to a sermon or something like that and, and that word just sparks in you? 
That's, watch, that's the voice of God. How many has ever said, boy, I just wish God would speak to me and tell me something? He speaks. The Word is alive. And it's present right now as we read the Word. Have, have you ever been in church and, and, and you'll see somebody's got that Bible out and, and they go, oh. And they'll underline something or highlight something in, in the Word. Watch. That's when God spoke to them. Hmm? That's why I love paper Bibles. I'll talk about them paper Bibles. Preacher in here. <laughs> he loves them too. He's got a lot of them. Now watch. Here's what I did in deep dive. You see, you see this, for example? Every little mark, every little highlight. Listen. That's when the Lord God Almighty spoke to me personally. How can a man or a woman not be wise when God talks to them? Huh? I can look back at these little notes, at these highlights, at these marks, and remember that conversation with God himself. Oh my goodness. How terribly, terribly challenged we would become if we would not dwell in the Word of God. And how powerful and how rich our life would become if we would just get in this Word and allow God to speak to us. Hmm? There's times Jody will give me advice and I'd just like to pop her one. Hmm. And for two reasons I don't. One, I'm scared of her. Because yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would pop me back. But number two, yeah, I knew she was right. <laughs> we may not always like what we read in here. But it will always be right. And I promise you, I promise you, no matter the issue that you're facing or that you'll face tomorrow, there is a delivering word in this book. And when you read this book, promise you, God's voice will speak to you. Because he cares for us. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up. You've been given this book. You've been given the Holy Spirit so you can understand it. So the only question that remains, what will you do with it? What will you do with this book? Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we dig deep into this word, that we will hear clearly your voice and you will make us wise beyond human comprehension, that you will make us so powerful that our neighbors will seek us out and say, would you talk to your God for me? 
Lord God, that our children would come home. That our grandchildren would rise up to be leaders and conquerors in this world. Lord God, we ask this because it is up to us. Help us do this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you and keep you. Oh. But she's right. <laughs> if you need prayer today, we have our prayer team up here, as my wife just reminded me of. Just kill. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Have I done everything? Thank you. <laughs> I am. I was just checking with the boss, see if I was done. <laughs> Father, bless him. Lord, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. And may the Lord give you wisdom beyond comparison as you delve into the book of the kingdom of God. You are blessed. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.